Hey Guru Nation, welcome to episode 531 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I went live, I talked about small is the new big in clinical research and the long tail of opportunities. It was inspired by the previous episode where I interviewed the CEO of Curative Biotechnologies. So check that one out, I believe it's episode 530. Links in the show notes to the CRA, CRC academies, both enrolling, both doing very well as far as students getting them jobs and the metrics that we track. Uh, Also, YouTube Premium, YouTube membership page is now available. Link in the show notes. It's $9.99 a month, includes a monthly Zoom meeting, uh, some exclusive member-only videos, as well as some early access to other videos. So check that out in the show notes. Uh, If you need help getting studies for your sites, text me 949-415-6256 or anything else that you may think of and hope you enjoy the show hey 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 so now 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 we are live i haven't been live in a few days guys and gals uh, actually feels like longer than a few days we're gonna wait till people show up to the live as always put your questions comments concerns make sure you like subscribe comment and share especially if you're watching on replay it's really important, but also if you're watching live on Facebook, how's it going? On LinkedIn, how's it going? On YouTube, how's it going? Those are the only three places I'm going live now. When I move into my new place, I'm going to have like a fancy setup. I'm going to go live on Instagram at the same time. Unless I'm interviewing someone, then it's hard to do. Uh, and I, maybe I'll just hold this book up the entire time. This book is now, hard to believe, more than two years old. And it's still doing really well on the Amazon store. It surpassed my expectations, definitely surpassed Chris's expectations, who's the co-author. Chris is this handsome young fellow right here, this dashing young man. Um, Chris is not able to join me today. But you know what? Haven't gone live in a while. Hello, Gazelle. How's it going? Hi, Zara. Hi, Greg. Hi, Luisa. Hi, Noyemi. Hi, Mansi. Hi, Trifina. <laughs> How are you guys? So, just like the title suggests, all right, the more people I'm interacting with, the more the industry, the industry is actually being pulled in two different directions. This is interesting. Let me know. This is just my take, one guy's take on the internet about this. But more important than my opinion, because that's just my opinion, I want you to develop a strategy and a framework, all right, and a course of action for whatever it is you're trying to do. So before we get into it, hello, Dr. Umesh Dumbre. How's it going? Guys, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and share. Really helps me out like tremendously let me know what you think about this in the comments but we need to make sure that everyone has the right strategy for them going forward because this is we're in a very busy period in clinical research it's very understaffed there's a lot of opportunities but we're also seeing consolidation at the CRO level we're seeing the lines getting blurred with vendors, the the first time I heard of a vendor hiring a, their own coordinators to go 
put at site levels. Uh, Ashley Margo, everybody go follow Ashley Margo, Latinos in Clinical Research co-founder and founder of the AM Approach. The AM Approach helps people get jobs in this industry. So everybody go go follow her right now. Go connect with her. Um, hello, hello, Dr. Valverde. How's it going? All the way from Colombia. Nice to see you. So they, there's a lot of consolidation happening. This book talked about it as well. And if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to the audiobook, I'm most proud of the audiobook because yeah, this this was tough to write, right? Um, it's not fun writing, especially when it's nonfiction. But the audiobook was fun because we go off script. Can't believe. Over two years later, I'm still pitching the book, but I don't pitch the book enough. So let's put this here. This is, let's make sure we can see it. Can we see it? No. This book, eh, whatever. Th that book, that book, oh, see, so true. The AM approach helped me. Look, Lisa, Lisa, L-I-C-R, proud L-I-C-R member. That book's going to the uh, CEO of a biotech I interviewed today. This is kind of what inspired today's videos. Small is the new big. Small is the new big in clinical trials. But at the same time, the big are getting bigger. It's kind of like what's happening in, the, in our economy as a whole. I mean, it's not an economics channel, but there's going to be a lot of long tail opportunities. But the rich are getting richer. Right. And so the middle is getting squeezed out. So. It's the same thing in research. I mean, I, the more I look at it, the more I see that. So there's tons of long tail opportunities, but all these smaller companies try to do more with less. And of course, it's unsustainable in the long run. So if you're trying to get into the space or if you are already in the space and you can get creative, you can start really providing a lot of opportunity. Um, so the CEO I interviewed today, the CEO of Azurex, um, who the, that video is going to post tomorrow. And then the CEO of CUBT, who I interviewed two days ago, you know, they're both running these small micro cap stocks and they work with big CROs. And while they didn't really complain about the working with CROs, both of them have been industry veterans and they're all seeing it too. They're seeing the industry, you know, at the CRO level, at the big CRO level consolidating. I wouldn't be surprised if you see more consolidation. I wouldn't be surprised if vendors start acquiring, you know, but where the rubber meets the road is at the sites. And even at the site level, you've been seeing consolidation with all these new site networks popping up. I mean, what we're doing with DSCS is in a way a reaction to there's power in numbers, right? And while we're definitely a very small organization, as our site network grows, we are able to have more influence not only over future site owners or, or smaller sites that want to join our network and be exposed to some of the deal flow, but also to the pharma companies who need patients. What is the one thing, if we're doing more clinical trials than ever before, which was the case in 2021, what is the one thing besides more staff that we need? It's more patients. And that hasn't changed since, I mean, clinical research has a branding problem. There's a lack of awareness. I talked about this stuff before, but there are opportunities 
for people out there. It's never been a better time to be a research naive investigator if you have the patient database. Uh, like, let's go to Trifana's question. How do I help get commercial studies to my site? So industry-sponsored uh, studies. I actually have a two-hour video on this on my blog, Trifina. Go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com and click on um, get more studies. And there's like a two-hour video. And then also click on the open, open a site tab and you'll see. But it's basically clinicaltrials.gov and then whatever tools you can build on top of that to manage your following up. It's nothing fancy. It's nothing complicated. We're not Elon Musk trying to go to Mars. That's not what we're doing as site owners or as business owners in this space. We just need more opportunities. So it's a matter of leads and it's a matter of following up with the leads effectively. And if your approach is not working, find out why and fix it. I mean, that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. And let me tell you, if you're a site, even if you're lacking experience or your PI is lacking experience, if you have patience, especially for these rare disease or more complicated studies, they're going to need you. The CEO of Azurex today, they have a drug. I can't wait till that video drops. Uh, that was low key, low key, guys. That video was unexpectedly good because I knew nothing about the company other than what, and I still don't know. I haven't done enough due diligence to, to know whether I would invest in that company because they have a couple of things going on uh, with GI related things. But the COVID and the checkpoint inhibitor for colitis, I'm really excited about. But at the end of the day, the CEO is talking to me about their COVID study and how it's a COVID treatment study for, for people who had COVID who got GI distress, which is about 18% of the population who gets COVID. So while he believes everyone should get the vaccine and it's going to help spread the disease or uh, COVID, the fact of the matter is we're just always going to have, especially with the new strains, new variants, we're always going to have people affected with COVID. And he thinks that treatment is best. And it's actually, if you get into the science of his COVID product, which again, tomorrow for you YouTube pr premium members, you get early access today. That thing's uploading right now for the YouTube premium members, which we also do a, a, every month, a monthly Zoom exclusively for the YouTube premium members. And I do exclusive videos for the YouTube premium members. Um, the, their study needs more patients. It's really tough to get COVID patients right now. I know not just from interviewing him, but from working with clients who are doing COVID studies as well. It's really tough to get COVID patients. If you go across the board, we're seeing the long tail of research is more rare disease, more orphan orphan disease, a lot of FDA fast track, a lot of 505 V2 reformulations, repurposing. They're looking for unique indications. Uh, uh, it's hard to find patients. These patients don't just fall out of the sky. So if you're a site that treats these type of patients, you are in luck because there's a lot of studies out there for you. Uh, and, or if you are somebody who can work at a site level and is able to figure out ways, out-of-the-box ways to recruit patients, that's the name of the game. Outside of 
recruiting for patients, there's a whole lot of other stuff. There's You need to have deep domain expertise for some of these conditions, some of these rare diseases. Not it, It's one thing to have a qualified CRA. It's another thing to have a qualified CRA who has experience with immunotherapy or solid tumors or liquid tumors or just going very deep, right? And so if you can get if you can align what your experience is or what your passion is with the opportunities that are out there and all you got to do to see what the opportunities are, stay informed, watch these live streams, share these videos, go on LinkedIn, read what's happening, go on Latinos read the articles that we post. It's all of what's new. It's all what's new and what's relevant to us as clinical researchers and all the innovation, or I shouldn't say all, a lot of the innovation starts at the small companies, right? The CEO of this company, Azurex, said, look, we, we're trying to do this phase two. If the data is good, we're looking to get acquired or license it out to a big pharma. And But wouldn't it be great to be one of the first contractors or one of the first 100 contractors to work with a small market cap company like that? And guess what? They need people who could wear many hats. I don't know. Somebody, me, would call that being a generalist. And so if you're not a generalist, strive to work your way towards that. Obviously, we all start out as specialists. Uh, can anyone with a master's degree ever become a principal investigator? In industry-sponsored trials, no. In academic-sponsored trials, yes. I knew a guy who was a master's in physical therapy I know another person who has a master's in nutrition, and they were able to secure small grants from places like the NIH. I don't know if it was the NIH, but small grants, and they were allowed to be the PI. But it was not human experimentation. Uh, if it was, it was observational. It was not interventional. So the answer is no. The answer is yes. You can be a PI with a master's degree. But the real answer is no. It's not like in industry-sponsored trials, it's not going to happen. They don't even let doctors, nurse practitioner be PI. There's rumors that that might change soon, uh, but that's not the case right now. So if you are a master's degree and you want to be in industry-sponsored trials, you're more likely to be a coordinator, a sub-investigator, uh, a CRA, an in-house CRA, a remote site monitor, regulatory affairs, project manager. This is what what this guy from the market cap, small market cap company, but a seasoned industry vet. He's been with Eli Lilly. He's been with Gilead when they were just starting out. He said that three things they look for in a CRO, regardless of size, are is a good project manager, a good medical director. So that would be like physician, basically, or it could be a PharmD, I guess. Um, so a good project manager, a good medical director, and a good group of CRAs. If you can distill, and I love analyzing these small cap biotechs because when the companies get larger, they get less efficient, right? It's nothing wrong with that. It's just the way big organizations operate. But the small organization, look, I'm writing on a napkin. I'm writing on a napkin because we're moving from this clinic and at some point. 
and uh, I don't have anything to write with, but this is notes for myself. So you can learn more from these smaller biotechs because there's there's a need, there's a necessity to do more with with less. So this is distilled from a the mouth of an industry veteran of like 40 years. All right, this is what a CRO, but replace CRO with you if you're an individual or if you're a consultant and you're trying to make a niche CRO, here you go. This is what it boils down to. Project manager, you have project management background, good. Get a little bit of coordinating background or maybe a little bit of in-house CRA background. You can make a good PM for a small CRO or a big CRO or maybe start your own CRO. I don't recommend starting your own CRO if you don't know the industry well, though. I would say start a site first. Medical director, if you're a doctor, obviously you need a good medical director. I would say be a PI or a sub-I first. Again, at the site level. And then uh, CRAs. So if you want to be a CRA, try to get hired, obviously, as a CRA. Take the CRA Academy. Take the CRC Academy. Be a CRC first at the site level. You get the theme here? Site level. All this stuff we talk about does not matter if it's not implemented effectively at the site level. None of it. Without sites, we can't get patients. Don't let virtual trials fool you. Without sites, we still can't get patients. Um, we're trying fancy AI. We're trying all kinds of things. that We're able to identify patients better, but getting them to do a study and identifying the patient are two very different things. Uh, don't assume that just because you can identify patients, now we're going to solve recruitment problem. We're not. We need people at the site level. We're going to be starting a brand new clinic in Arizona. Guess who's going to be doing a lot of the work? Yours truly. Okay, and I'm, I can't wait to be vlogging about it on a regular basis. Uh, but you can't replace what I'm about to do there with a, with a vendor or with AI. I'm wearing multiple hats. Patient recruitment, coordinator, site director, business development. I'm going to do a little bit of contracts and budgets again. I mean, PI, talking to the PIs, QA, I'm going to be the in-house CRA. Look, that's generalist, right? A um, lot of opportunities. Can, Beautiful Grace says, can someone with a medical degree and an MBA in healthcare administration become a CRA without experience? The answer is no. Without experience, 99% of the time, no. You can get lucky. I know RNs. So if you're a medical degree, I'm assuming like not from the United States or else you would be a PI, right? Or a medical monitor. You would be trying to be number two, medical director. Uh, so no. The, the ones who have a small chance, although they would still benefit from something like my CRA Academy, which by the way, Starts in three weeks, the next class. Um, and we give real internship experience with a breast cancer study. So you you would benefit from the CRA Academy. Uh, I think the way you get started, you have to get some experience under your belt. Once you get some experience under your belt, even if it's three, well, our course is three months. And then the internship is usually another three to nine months, depending on how quickly you get hired. So... By the time you're done with our course, you're at least going to have three months of experience. If you start doing the internship, you're going to have at least three more, if not a year more. 
now you've got a medical degree, an MBA in healthcare administration, so you could end up being a PM or a CRA. This is very attractive for the big CROs and the pharmas. And you're going to have CRA experience because of what our academy offers to students, interns. Now, I don't want to make this an infomercial. You don't have to pay for our CRA Academy to get experience. What are you going to have to do? You're going to have to work really hard and try to intern at any site in your area that's going to take you. That's a lot of lead following up. That's a lot of biz dev for yourself, um, but you can do it. Beautiful Graces is the class and internship remote. Yes, absolutely. It's it's all 100% virtual. We have some students that do come for a week to our site in California for an internship if they want to. So far since COVID, no one has done that. Uh, it's all been virtual. And let me tell you, the success rates these last two years since COVID have been outstanding. Over 50% of our graduates get hired within nine months of, of taking our course. Over 50%. Pre-COVID, it was a little less than 50. Now it's over 50. And I think that has less to do with us and how good we got, to be honest with you. I mean, we, we are improving the program. We added this immunotherapy breast cancer study to it. Uh, I think it has a lot to do also with the industry and how hot it is and how desperate these companies are for talent. Because there's no way you can do more studies and not bring on more people. It's just supply and demand. No matter how good technology is going to get. And here's a secret for you. It's not that good yet. Uh, Rex, Rex, how are you doing? Thank you so much. Hope you're doing great, Dan. Keep up the great info. Thank you, Rex. You too. I really appreciate it. So what's the motto? The motto as small as the new big, but also the bigger getting bigger. And precisely because this is happening because there's so much money being poured into this industry right now that the small companies take on the opportunities or the small individuals take on the opportunities. The ones that get successful either get hired in the case of an individual or in a case of a company get acquired by the bigger ones. So this is why the big keep getting bigger. And the same thing's happening, by the way, outside of ClinOps, like in the vendor space, in the tech space. Same exact thing's happening. There's tech vendors right now, high recruitment vendors, but it could be any kind of vendor. They're hiring coordinators so that they can get the outcomes they need at the sites that they're put into. Not to do the study, to implement their technology at the site level so that the sponsors can get the outcomes they want. It's a crazy time to be alive, guys, but it's a great time. I'm so excited about clinical research industry. Physio, how's it going? Nice to see you too. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, share. We need to see the thumbs. We need to see the hearts. We need to see uh, whatever else emojis you can put on uh, I don't think you can put on LinkedIn. Yeah, I think on LinkedIn you can put too. Uh, on YouTube, I don't know what you can put a thumbs up. And then on Facebook, you can do all kinds. I think 
Zuckerberg put in like all kinds of emotions so we can express ourselves better. So the AI learns more about us. Uh, thank you, beautiful Grace. Look into it, the thecraacademy.com. If not this class, we're almost full. It's going to start in two weeks, two and a half weeks. Um, we're almost at our 15. We only allow 15 students a quarter. I think we're at 12 or 13 right now. Uh, we will have another class July to August, December. End of, let's say early November is our next class. We always take a few weeks off in between for the staff to regroup and for us to do the proper onboarding for the interns. What will be the internship responsibilities for the CRC course? I'll be starting in August. So for the CRC, which is Clinical Research Coordinator course, that's run by Monica. She has real-world projects as well. Uh, matter of fact, students have gotten hired just because of the project she does. She teaches how to be generalist. So whatever study she has going on, Monica, that's what she's going to be implementing for the CRC students. That's a really good program, too. That's obviously tailored for people to become coordinators. And the CRA Academy is tailored for people to become CRAs. Naomi, how's it going? Speaking of CRA Academy, you're going to do great. Naomi has a great future in this space. Everybody connect with her. We did a podcast recently. She's also very proud. Look at, look at her shirt. Naomi, we're matching, right? Latinas in clinical research. She's a very solid member of our community out there. Great representation for us. Make sure you like, guys. Like, comment subscribe, share. I need to grow the channel. I love interviewing biotech companies. I love looking at biotech stocks. I love talking about clinical research. I noticed that when I talk about clinical research, the viewership is small, but power, powerful, but small. So I started expanding to biotech and I started noticing a huge growth in my channel. And it's making me more of a generalist by doing that too. And, and not only that, I enjoy it, but I'm learning a lot more as well, which is, I guess at the end of the day, I mean, if you can like kill multiple birds with one stone, I don't like that. It's a little bit too vile. I don't want to kill birds, but if you can take care of multiple things with one activity, have multiple outcomes with one activity, do it. And that's what I'm doing. Uh, yes, we got to talk soon, Naomi. The internship, you're going to start the internship soon. This is, look at these great notes. Some YouTube channels have fancy computers where they'll, you know, they'll be drawing and right now on the screen you'll see some. This is what you get. This is what you get with me, guys. Old school. You can't get more old school than this. Um, well, maybe you can. So that's it. That's all I have for today. I'm obviously pumped about research. Let's let's open it up for some comments, questions. Let me know right now. We'll go like two more minutes, two minutes to let you guys comment. Unless there's tons of co of questions, then we'll go longer. But I've said what I have to say for today, guys. I gotta pack the rest of my office here. We're moving to a bigger location. Um, not so soon, but. I'm moving to Arizona, so I got to pack my stuff early. 
anyone, anyone, we leave it for a little. Let's leave it for 10 seconds. Nine. Make sure you subscribe. Eight. Make sure you like. Seven. Make sure you share. Six. Make sure you comment. Five. I don't know what else you can do. Put an emoji. And here's what you can do. Forget all this nonsense. Get out there and have a plan. Make something happen. The industry is not always going to be this busy and this favorable, this forgiving. Put in the work. Outwork. What did I put on my Instagram? What? Let, let me look. Let me look. Give you guys more opportunity for comments. Thank you for putting in the comments. What did I put on my Instagram the other day? I forgot. Okay, I had this one. Small is the new big. That's a good one. Uh, but I had this one. So many clinical research opportunities. Specialize, outwork, generalize, repeat. That's all you got to do, especially right now. So, and make sure you go follow me on Instagram. That's it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Shafak, nice to see you. Jess, how's it going? Beautiful Grace, thank you so much. That's it, guys. I got to go do some other stuff, but I hope you enjoyed. Hope it inspired you to do something. Um, or maybe just planted seeds. Take care, and I'll catch you guys later. Bye-bye.